Welcome to the Doxa Dialogue Podcast. My name is David Rudy. I'm the pastor at Doxa Church, and we have a great episode for you today. But before we get to the episode, let me introduce the roundtable. We have a voice that our longtime listeners all know and love, my sister, Rebecca Sen. Hey, everyone. Good to be back. Yeah, it's been a while since we've had you back, Becca. But yeah, it's been a little while, absolutely. but I'm, I'm so excited about the new season. It's going to be so, so good. Uh, it's been good. It's been good. And it's been good without having one of our bright new voices that we're all looking forward to hearing. None other than the Marine who landed on grenades for his country, Brian Gardner. Man. Hello, friends. <laughs> I didn't know about Would that. gladly land on a grenade for you any Thank day. You. Yeah. Thank you for your service, Brian. Ooh, rock. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're glad to have you. No, it's going to be really great with Brian, adding Brian to the to podcast this season. Going to be landing on some truth grenades today. Yes. Oh, there you go. There There's you many go. forms of grenades. And this is our last team before we go back through the cycle. So next week we will have Amanda and Ben back on going over anger. But let's not get ahead of ourselves because this week we have a very important topic and we're talking about friendship. Friendship. So I'm super pumped about it. But before we get there, just tell me, Brian, Becca, how's your week been going? Oh, man. Good. Good. Good yeah. week. It's been kind of crazy. My dad-in-law is in town right now, so that's been fun. Yes. And he took Good us man. shopping tonight. So poor man was like in the shoe section and in wow. the makeup section. He's a good one. We don't just what every him. man loves to do right there. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a good day. <laughs> yeah. Included shopping and also throw up. So I, Me, I had a good day. With, with throw up with three-year-olds. Oh, yeah. At the gym, right? <laughs> Literally, my kid... I pulled up to the gym this morning and I go to get him out of the car and he throws up all over my hands. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? So I got back in the car, turned around and went back home. Yeah. Well, well do you have b- better news for us? Well, yeah, I, hope so. well, I was going to say like one of my uh, favorite activities to do with my girlfriend, Rachel, is to go shopping and one of one of our favorite things to do while we're shopping is look at all of the men that are just kind of like sitting on the couches <laughs> that the uh, the stores provide, and yeah. so like I call I right. call it the uh, the couch of shame <laughs> um, because I I like I like to peruse uh, the mall with Rachel. Like people watch. Because watching the shopping, mall is amazing. Shopping, that's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, airports, <laughs> malls, yeah, yeah, but um. I wish I had a little bit better news uh, th- about this week, but I've, I've been dealing with some some sickness with that that little cold that's going around. So this is kind of a limited edition podcast because right now I have the nice have the like gravelly. kind of the gravelly voice. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, I mean we should probably jump into friendship, but I just have to say when I'm shopping with Julie and it's one of those like all day shopping events, like that's <laughs> when I usually will go, um, you know, wander over to the men's section, just pop my earbuds in and start listening to a podcast. So oh, maybe you're go. shopping with your wife right now and you're listening to Docs Dialogue. <laughs> if, that's, if that's you, you please this. let us know and give <laughs> us a shout out for that. But friendship, let's get into it. And, Let's discuss all the ins and outs because this is a complicated topic that is overlooked and it's actually a pretty big need in a lot of people's lives. Uh, But Becca, what would you, what would you like to share with us to start out today? Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited about this topic actually, because I think we all struggle 
with friendship and what it means. And mm-hmm. I think we all struggle with loneliness at times. And mm-hmm. I know as we start out just referencing, you know, the friend that cl- sticks closer than a brother is obviously Jesus. And obviously Proverbs eighteen twenty four tells us that. And I'm really, really thankful that we have mm-hmm. that friend in Jesus. But at the same time, God has made us people that crave community. We yeah. crave connection with others. And he's, he's given us that desire and he's made us that way. So there's something in all of us that really, really wants Mm-hmm. really close, good friends yeah. and needs it. And so it's a really good thing. It's from God. Obviously we need him first, but mm-hmm. um, that kind of goes without saying. But I was thinking about it this week and I was wondering, have you guys, okay. Have you ever, you know, watched a fast food commercial? Okay. And you're looking at, you know, the huge, huge juicy burger and it's like dripping with bacon and cheese and it's amazing looking. And then you go and you try (sighs) to get that burger and it's like tiny and gross and there's no bacon. Yeah. 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 (laughs) You're like, what happened here? (laughs) It's like. It's like all fake. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I guess that old commercial, where's the beef or whatever. But yeah, yeah. In any case, I, I was thinking about that and how it's kind of, we can do a similar thing with friendship. Mm. Um, sometimes we can fantasize about it and what we want it to be. And, you know, we have this kind of perfect friendship in our head that we're kind of like waiting for, you know, this Right. Was and buddy, and we skip over to each other's house and eat rainbow pie, you know? <laughs> and, yeah. you know, I, I think we all kind of have a little bit of a fantasy thing that we have to break down into reality. Mm-hmm. And Dietrich Bonhoeffer actually calls that a wish dream. And in his book, Life Together, which I actually really recommend, good book. Mm. But he says that we've got to be aware of the desires we attach to Christian friendship because in Christian brotherhood, everything depends upon its being clear right from the beginning first that Christian brotherhood is not an ideal, but a divine reality. Mm. So he, he actually contrasts the ideal with reality um, because unity and community are biblical commands, obviously. Yeah. So that's that's important. But with friendship, it's between imperfect people and we live in a sinful and perfect world. Hmm. So it's hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then we get hurt, we get confused when it is hard. And we, you know, we wonder why it's so hard, if it's worth it, what we're doing wrong. Yeah. And so I just want to talk about what reality is and how we build and keep real friendships with real human people. <laughs> mm. So the thing I always come back to myself is really the simple concept of no risk, no reward. Mm-hmm. Um, because the best friends I have are all people that at some point in time said a hard thing to me mm-hmm. or multiple things that I needed to hear. And I've done the same for them. You know, and because of that, because we have had that raw and that vulnerable you know, hard conversations and and things we've walked through together. Mm -hmm. That's actually why we're so close Hmm. because we've gone through that and we've come out on the other side. So I'm super thankful for the friends that I have that have risked the relationship with me to tell me what I need to hear at times. Wow. And yeah, it's like true friendship. You know, it's a that's to what you want. It's hard to yeah. get there, but it's what you want. And but I think in going into that, we have to all both be humble growing Christians. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of one of the things I want to talk about. So I've got just a couple of little points here, but first off, how do we make friends? 
And we go to Proverbs for this. Obviously, a man that hath friends must show himself friendly. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can't just sit around and wait for someone to come to you and be this perfect friend to you. You actually have to put yourself out there. And, you know, you have to sacrifice a little bit. You've got to get your hands dirty. And that's actually when you start building friends. But uh, you do have to, I think, choose wisely. You do have to Mm -hmm. look for people that are godly wise people that are going to be pulling you up. Cause I think too, as a, as a Christian, we're always trying to do both. Obviously mm-hmm. we have people in our lives that we're trying to show Jesus to, or that we're trying to pull up that we're trying to help. Mm-hmm. But if you have only that and you don't have some solid people pulling you up, telling you the hard thing, pointing you to Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, Proverbs says, you know, walk with wise men and you'll be wise, but a companion of fools will be destroyed. Um, so, something I've learned as I've walked through friendship with people is, you know, you can't be that close of a friend to everyone. Yeah, You don't, you're one person and you really can't go both ways. So you have to have people that you're both going the same direction. And, you know, if you're going to get your hands dirty, you do have to pray and ask God to show you, you know, who, who does he want you to invest in? Yeah. So I think a really good place to start is, I mean, we're, I mean, maybe I should ask that to you guys. Where do you think a, you know, good place to start is for finding? You know, I'm going to be talking about this with mine. I mean, Oh, cool. <laughs> a, the church is a great place to start. Yes. Great 100%. place to start. Uh, yeah. yeah. Because these are people who are also pursuing Jesus, you know, and so you have that, I'm going to get into this, but like, what are the things that like make friendship happen? One of those key traits is a common interest or or a bond. And that's also how you can have beautiful friendships where there's people that are different than you Yeah, because somebody that has a complete, from a completely different walk of life also is pursuing Jesus Christ and you form a friendship around that. And then you become in time a more complete sharper person, person because you've been around people who are not like you where whereas right. friendships that are just based off of well I like this football team so my friends all like this football team too because that's, that's kind of yeah. the way it was in high school right like your friends are the people who have the exact same interests yeah. than you but if you as an adult graduate onto well now my friendships are going to center around something deeper and more meaningful something that I'm pursuing mm-hmm. that's bigger than myself you're going to start getting a wider array of friends that have more unique perspectives yeah. that can speak into your life. And I think that's partly why friendship is so hard as you get into adulthood. Because mm-hmm. you think, what am I doing wrong? It was so easy before. Okay, and yeah. now it's hard. Save all those thoughts because that's exactly what I'm going to be talking okay, about. Okay, yeah, yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> in any case, like that's perfect. Because I mean, I'm going to give a shameless plug for places like small group. You know, I yeah. mean, that is seriously where you do life together, where you can build some amazing friendships. Yep. So get in one, plug in, like look for people that you can get your hands dirty with and just love on and you will be blown away by the friendships God can build. Mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely. So then the other thing is too, for me, I know, I don't know how you are, Brian, because I know you've been in the military and that's something where you tend to move around a lot. I've moved around a lot and, you know, I've learned that I can't actually keep every single friendship exactly the same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I used to feel a lot of guilt over that. Yeah, that's that's. So this is one of those truth bombs I was talking about. Because <laughs> yeah. um, definitely in places like the military, where you are with a whole bunch of people 
um, lots of 19, 20 year olds starting out <laughs> yeah. who mm-hmm. don't necessarily know who they are quite yet. And then a place like the military is trying so hard to break you down and then build you back up into this person yes. um, mm-hmm. so that you can move together as a unit. Yes, you will experience changes. There were there were times where I was really good friends with somebody maybe in boot camp, but then hmm. we maybe met up like a year or two later and we were completely different people. Mm-hmm. You change almost every month. And so mm. that is a re- that was a really difficult thing in that kind of setting when you've got people moving around, when you've got people that rank up before you and suddenly mm-hmm. that changes the relationship dynamic as a young adult in the yeah. military. And then there's the factor of when you get out of the military completely and you're suddenly like, even if you're back home, uh, it's, it's, it's the problem of like reconnecting with people who you haven't really seen mm-hmm. in years and then trying to basically start over again. It's really easy to get caught in a routine of going to a job, then going back mm-hmm. to your apartment, you know, cause you're not living at home with, with your folks anymore. And, yeah. you know, it, it, it's just difficult, um, when you have stuff like that come up. Yeah. Yeah. And I do, I think everybody goes through that where they feel a certain what's wrong with me or, or even just guilt about things changing with people. But I do think there's some freedom in that and that part of it's just being present, you know, living Mm -hmm. in the season and in the place that God has given you for right now and, and just investing in the people that God puts in your life. And I've just learned that truly God puts people in your life and truly sometimes he takes them out. And then you have a few obviously that rise to the top and you have forever, but there's a lot of people that God just puts them in your life for a season. And so I've learned just to invest in that with joy, love on those people for however long you have them. And then without guilt, just live in the freedom that God can change that. That's so good. Yeah. I mean, you got me thinking about that. That's a really important distinction to make. I think that we all could take away is the friends that you have right now, you don't know how long you will have them as friends. Like, and as far as like in that season- And the proximity to- The proximity and like the closeness. And I know that's kind of a morbid way to do talk about it. We're probably all adults or near adulthood as we're listening to this podcast. And that's the truth. If you look back at it, sometimes you have really close friends but you really only had a season of life with them for like eight months or yeah, maybe it was a little bit more, maybe a little sure. bit less. So it's almost like cherish the time you have with people. Cause you don't know Absolutely. how long mm. it will last. And, and then you can think back and you know, it'll change. The relationship changes a little bit, but yeah. there, there's a lot there that we can learn from people and, and you do don't with people. have to, you know, burn bridges either. Right. It doesn't mean yeah. you cut people off. It's just a natural part of life too. You right. Know? Yeah. They were always, you'll know that they were always a part of your journey. hundred percent. Exactly. Yeah. And you needed them for that season. And so. I can also say Rebecca was the type of person in college who <laughs> wanted to have 3000 friends. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then I saw, you know, as she's my sister, just as she started growing up, she started like realizing, wait a minute, I can't be yeah. friends with everybody. I just can't do this. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think we're, you know, as you grow into adulthood, you start realizing, all right, I do have to like pick and choose my closest friends, For which sure. is a great thing. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about why it's so hard to make friends as an adult as well. That was one of 
the key things that I wanted to talk about for my posture. And there was a survey in 2018 that found out 56% of people feel that those surrounding them aren't necessarily with them. So the people that are just in their coffee shop with them or at work with them or just in their life, they weren't really like connected to those people. And then 40% feel that their relationships aren't meaningful. So those are pretty sobering stats. That's a high stat. If you think about it. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, the, the end result of that, that equals, there's a lot of adults that are lonely. Yes. Yeah. And if you think about the difference between like high school and college to adulthood, um, it seems like it's just 10 times harder to make friends once you get out of college. It's like something's missing or lost. You know, before we used to be able to trade basketball cards, you know, or you get shuffled to ballet practice. You have all these like institutional things that you do or just simple hobbies or interests. And that was enough to make a friend. Mm -hmm. But it's like when you get older, the older you get, you know, playing video games in a smelly dorm room, Mm -hmm. um, isn't the criteria for making a friend anymore. Like now life gets real. I seriously think people don't know how to even make friendships. I really do. I think a ton of people are just like, what do I even do? And they forget that. I think a huge thing is just listening, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. like actually listening to people and caring about them and it not just being something you're trying to get from them. Yeah. You might just think, I mean, it boils down to, I just going to have to work harder or I don't even really need friends. And I mean, I know people like that, like my age went to college with me and they just don't really have friends. And what do they do? Like they work really hard. Mm -hmm. They go home, they watch TV, Mm -hmm. go to bed, work hard again. And it's almost like they don't, they don't necessarily even see the need to have friendships. So Going to scripture though, to turn turn a page to scripture, like, is that a healthy way to live? And I would say, no, it's not at all. John 13, Jesus tells his disciples, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. So the way people who don't know Jesus can see Jesus is by our love for one another. So, I mean, that alone right there, I mean, and we could talk about a thousand different verses. Yeah. Of, of like what being in community looks like. I mean, you've even alluded to it already. Yeah. But when you look at your interactions with Jesus, his disciples, and even, even the New Testament church, you see these people who were close, they had deep relationships, they were present, they did care about each other, they were very, very meaningful relationships. And you can't really read the New Testament and see what the church is doing without realizing it's like a foregone conclusion that these people invested in each other and they cared for each other. So oh, yeah, I mean, they were like what selling stuff, yeah, to give each other food and yeah, meet needs. Yeah, they they were really providing for each other and caring for each other. That's big. So how do we make friends as adults? Like, I just what I want to talk about. Like, it's not as easy as it used to be. For those of us who are out of high school, college, we know that. Uh, I want to like go to some someone who you may not expect me to go to, and this is Aristotle. There's a book mm. about friendship. Um, it's written by Richard Lamb, and the book is called The Pursuit of God in the Company of Friends. And it's really interesting how he makes some really good parallels here with what Aristotle said about friendship. 
But the Greek scholar and philosopher articulated three general motives for friendship. Number one, friends enjoy each other's company. Number two, they're useful to each other. Number three, they share a common commitment to the good. Uh, so those are like those three things. Those, those ideas aren't based on theology per se, but if you look at scripture, they match up and it just makes practical sense. Yeah. Um, childhood friendships, you know, are immature enough to survive on the first two things. Like I enjoy this person's company. Like they have the same interest in me. Like, but when life gets more complicated, we get busier. We have to put bread on the table. We're exhausted physically. Like that's not always enough for everybody to pursue friendships. And so that's where as an adult who loves Jesus, who's pursuing Christ, and that's what this podcast is all about, right? It's like living on mission for the glory of God. How can we do that? Right. We have to realize that friendship is deeper than just somebody that I can joke around with or watch a game with. Like friendship is actually something God has hardwired for me to do um, to pursue a greater mission and and really be the person that God has created me to be. And I need those other people investing in me. So I need to invest in them. And then Tim Keller, he has uh, a famous book, The Meaning of Marriage. This book is the best whenever I've done marriage counseling, premarital counseling or weddings. Like I always... I always go back to this book every single time. But in his chapter on friendship, he says that friendship cannot be merely about itself. It must be about something else that both friends are committed to and passionate about besides one another. Think of what that means for Christians. Christian friendship is the deep oneness that develops as two people journey toward the same destination, helping one another through the dangers and the challenges along the way. And It's just very, I think, important for us to remember in our identity in Christ, he has built the church to provide deep friendships so that we are brought together as one pursuing the same goal, which is bigger than ourselves. And that's where you're going to actually start to find the deepest kind of friendships. And that's where... You know where I'm talking about the no risks, no reward. That's literally yeah. where it comes in. Because it's like you have to build in a relationship that, that can hold the weight of hard things or truth, right? Yes. It yeah. doesn't just happen. It, it takes that time to build that, to, I guess, put you know money basically in your relationship bank you know yep. before you can make a deposit out you or before you can withdraw you've got to make a deposit in but then but then when you do that and you're going towards Jesus together mm-hmm. and then you actually risk that relationship enough to say i care about us going the next step together mm-hmm. have you thought about this or you're safe enough to even ask that yourself mm-hmm. hey what do you see in my life yep. then you can start actually having that and that's vulnerability. And that's awesome. And yeah. it gets harder to risk it, I think. Because as you build it, it's more like you don't want to lose it. You don't want to jeopardize it. Mm-hmm. But again, when you do and you go into that raw place together and you have that vulnerability, like you're saying, mm-hmm. man, it's sweet. It is so sweet. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was going to end with. Like three ways that we can really create this room is the three fronts I would say, proximity, spontaneity, and vulnerability. 
Um, and again, this these three things come from this same book by Richard Lamb, The Pursuit of God and the Company of Friends. So I'm drawing a lot of these thoughts from this, but pursuing that like, all right, I'm gonna make sure to leave some space in my life so that I can have a little bit of spontaneity. Like, yeah. I'm not just gonna like pack my Time. schedule so tight. I have no space for for my friend or for my this acquaintance. I just kind of met them and oh, something came up. They have an issue they need some help with. Well, I have some time to go out there and 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 do something for them. And, yeah. and you create a bond, you create a friendship. Vulnerability, what you're talking about, like being open and honest, that only comes when you have a sense of humility and you have a sense of yes. security in Christ and you can know yes. that, hey, I'm not gonna like try to fake it. I'm struggling with this. And again, that's a way, as you were talking about, that real deep friendships are really made when someone is able to speak into someone's lives. Um, well, and then when you mess up, it's just forgiving each other. Yeah. Because there's times when you speak into someone's life and maybe it doesn't go so well. Mm -hmm. And or they don't, they're not on the same page or God hasn't shown them this and it's just hurtful or mm -hmm. whatever. You know, you can mess up in that. <laughs> yeah. But if again, you're humble and you're both growing, you can, you can forgive, you yep. can forgive and you can move forward and you can forbear too. You know, it's, I had someone tell me once there's no such thing as an enduring relationship without forgiveness. Oh, 100%. like you're yeah. a friend with somebody. Absolutely. Don't let the first thing that goes wrong, like end that friendship. It's like, wait yeah. a minute, I'm going to have to forgive. I've messed up too. And I think that happens more than we think where mm -hmm. people just give up the first time something's hard or the first hard conversation. True. They don't get to that really sweet spot. And that removes the ability to have those long-term close friendships that can really be meaningful because they let the first sign of conflict just basically, I'm going to write this person off or I'm not going to, I'm going to stop investing in them and I'm going to, you know, yeah. so realize also, you know, who in your life is showing up for you, you know, because sometimes we can want a friendship to happen where we're putting ourselves out there. Right. They're not, they're not reciprocating. Right. Um, you can't go both ways for someone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So again, <laughs> it comes people. down to like, Hey, who are the people that God put in my life right now that I can show love to? I can, I can listen to them. I can be there for them. And then when you start having someone do the same thing back for you and you're both pursuing Jesus Christ, those are the sweetest friendships you can possibly make, but it does take work. And that's the whole point. If you're an adult, you have a busy schedule, you have a huge life that demands a lot because you're caring for a lot of people. It's not easy to make these kind of friendships. But if you are intentional about it and you say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna make myself vulnerable. I'm gonna put myself out there. I'm gonna be available. I'm gonna do what God says and just love people. Friendships will happen. And that's what we all for need sure. with sure. each other. Yeah, and it's especially especially hard um, when you've had a like a broken friendship before mm -hmm. with somebody who you've really trusted. Oh yeah. It's like so much extra effort because it, it makes it hard to trust mm -hmm. somebody else. And yeah. so that that's what kind of causes, dated. yeah, kind of causes isolation even further. But, but that's why forgiveness is, uh, is, is so important it's for all of this. And because uh, friendship is such a gift yeah, um, really that God is. has, has given us um, to go through this journey together. Mm -hmm. well, yeah. I mean, he even tells us, you know, in Ephesians four, it's two or better than one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then he tells us in, you know, Hebrews that 
we need each other basically for the hard part of life. Like we have to encourage each other as we see the day drawing near Mm -hmm. because man, we're in a battle together. So true. Yeah. Jesus himself even needed friends to help him go through his hardest trials. He surrounded himself. He He did. did. So good. Yeah, Brian, what's your posture, man? Yeah, so uh, it's basically everything we've been talking about for the past uh, for the past time here is that uh, friendship is a gift. It is wonderful, and it does absolutely take work. Mm. Um, so, what I kind of wanted to talk about today is kind of what uh, friendship means at its core, and what friendship was. Uh, made to be, like how it was gifted to us, what God intended friendship to be. That's good. So we have friends that we haven't seen in years. We have friends that we see maybe every so often. And then we have some friends that we don't know how we would function if we didn't have them in our lives. (laughs) (laughs) And today the aspect of friendship has changed so much with these social media platforms that we have in terms of how we can connect. Uh, We got like Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat that can keep us connected with our friends or family from all over the world. And it lets us all have a window to the lives of everyone we care about. So Becca, I want to do something real quick. We've known each other for about six months now. And I would say that we are definitely good friends. Would yeah. you agree with that? 100%. All right. Sweet. Awesome. <laughs> I so, really like you, Brian. <laughs> you be I my like friend? you too, Becca. <laughs> friends. <laughs> so, uh, so because we are such good friends, I want to put myself through a little test and I want oh, to see, uh, uh, just, I, I just want to say some stuff that I know about you and I just want you to verify if it's true. Okay. So uh, I'm going to start Quiz. off with a, with a, with an easy round. It's like I'm on the newlywed game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to start with a few easy ones. Number one, you are married to Ben Sen. Yes. Okay. You are David's sister, number two. Yes. And number three, you also have two little boys named Cade and Camden. Absolutely. All right. Easy round. <laughs> All right. Now let's go to a little bit more of an advanced round. I'm going right. to ask a few more specific things, and I just simply want you to do the same thing, verify if these are true. You okay. ready? Ready. All right. Becca, I know that you legitimately like Walmart pickup. Yes. All I right. Do. <laughs> Number two, I know that when you need a little break, one of your favorite things to do is get the $1 coffee at Little River and go read for a bit at Hub yes, City Bookshop. Yes, I'm wow. seeing the pattern. Yeah. Uh, Social media posts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> and still la- a it's great though. You just get that little coffee and you can go right next door to the bookstore and read a book. And just re- Yeah, yeah that great. sounds like a good afternoon. So cheap. And then me. last but not least, you get emotionally wrecked by the PBS National Memorial Day concert. Oh, I do. I sob every <laughs> yeah. year. Every year. So if you see the pattern here, I know a lot about my friend Becca more than she probably thought I knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to come clean, be totally honest. I found out all of this just by scrolling down her Facebook feed. Yeah. <laughs> they, these are some posts that she's made in the past. And now I know these things about her. Hmm. Now, however, if I had never met Becca, spoken to her, gotten to know her over time, 
wouldn't it be just a little weird or awkward that I know all these things about her, but I don't have any connection with her at all? <laughs> just a little. Yeah, a little not, yeah. not at all. Little, like, really a little bit on the side of creepy. It's one of those things that everybody does, but just doesn't talk about. Yeah, yeah you don't exactly. think about who knows <laughs> right. that you don't realize knows. Right. right. So I feel like sometimes we, we can do this in our relationship with God where we mm. can read about him in the Bible. We can listen to sermons about him on Sunday morning and we can even listen to a podcast where people talk about him. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Close to home yeah. yeah. So we, we can know so much about God, mm-hmm. but unless we really take the time to get to know him, then how can we really call him our friend? Mm. See, the definition of a true friend is just so much more than somebody you know about because I mean like with all the celebrities that we follow like I can know a ton about Julian Huff or Stephen Furtick but you know Mm. I can't really call them my friend um, unless I was crazy Um, (laughs) stop them and met them at Starbucks yeah exactly oh yeah yeah he's my friend so a friend is some a friend is somebody that you do life with And, and in the Bible Abraham was someone that God himself called a friend because he and Abraham had a really, really complex relationship. Mm. Like a lot of crazy things happened. Like if we remember the story of uh, Abraham and Isaac and the whole scenario on the mountain, which is like really, really, really crazy. So Abraham and God went through some stuff together. And uh, Abraham not only knew God on a personal level, but he knew God's characteristics. Mm -hmm. And as a result, Abraham understood God's worthiness. And because of this, Abraham worshiped God continually in some really radical ways. Mm -hmm. So we should all understand that God seeks friendship and bondship with all of us. He knows us better than we know ourselves. And the more we seek his face and get to know God for who he truly is by spending time with him and applying what we read about him to a relationship with him, the more we're going to understand his worthiness to be lifted high in worship. Wow, that's so good, Brian. That's such a good reminder. Such a good reminder. Because it's true. It's, It's so different knowing about someone than really knowing them. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's so different knowing about God, but really walking with Him. Yeah, in a genuine daily yeah. relationship. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and it's a, it's a it's a wonderful thing to be able to read about God and learn about Him in church together. Like I'm not like saying that that's bad at all. It's mm-hmm. just like that's just one of the key points mm-hmm. um, to grow in our relationship. But we have to apply that to our daily lives and commit it Mm -hmm. uh, not only to our brains, but to our hearts as well. And just like, so you're friends with Becca and you see that she loves to go to this coffee shop and read, read books. Yeah. Like, so, you know, as a friend, when you see her, you'll talk about that. Like, hey, have you read any good books lately? And, oh, man, have you tried this new latte? At, yeah. The, little, the new, the new uh, mm-hmm. what is the the new one they have over there? The fall one that is pumpkin pie? Is it the pumpkin oh, pie? Oh, it is pumpkin pie. Yeah. I haven't yeah. tried it yet. Have you tried the new pumpkin pie latte? Yeah, exactly. You try you know, Yeah. But, I mean, to carry that over into your awesome parallel here, Brian, like, as a friend of God, we read something true about God, like, wow, God. You are patient. You were, the Bible says that you're long suffering. And, and let me just talk to God about that. Listen to what he says in the word and just, God, you know, I, 
I need to be more patient. Yeah. I see how patient you are with me. God, would you give me some of that patience and help me to grow in this area? You know what I mean? This mm-hmm. is just an example of like, as that relationship yeah. is developing, you talk with God about who he is. Don't just read about it and chalk it away. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like you were saying, like with, 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 with Becca, it's mm-hmm. like, I, 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 yes, I'll bring up the fact that she goes to a coffee shop because since me and Becca are friends, like something like that matters to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm taking that into account. Like if I'm not friends with Becca, then like, you know, tons of people go to coffee shops. I know this. She just kind of like falls into right. that wide spectrum of people. And, you know, it's kind of the same thing. If we don't have a relationship with God that is personal and, you know, you know, intimate, then you know, what does all the stuff we really read about matter? That's good. Yeah, we get lulled asleep, you know, yeah. sometimes good. just in the zone. And yeah. I mean, it's a fresh, like, a relationship is alive. It's growing. It's, 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 yeah. know, there's ups and downs. And there's, you know, there's times you're walking with God and it's hard. You don't understand something, but you're hanging in there. Yeah. You know him and you know that even if you don't understand what he's doing right now, you know you can trust him. You know you could mm-hmm. trust him in the past. And it's just, alive it's growing it's right. a friend that sticks closer than a brother and Absolutely. i mean that was a great way to end it brian like pursue our friendship with god that relationship with him first and foremost yeah and, and it directly yeah. relates to like how we worship as well yeah oh yeah like there's this there's this worship song that i've been listening to a lot called waymaker recently and in the song it says that god is a way maker miracle worker promise keeper light in the darkness you know my god that is who you are Mm. and like you see it's one thing to be able to sing that to god on sunday morning or at a worship night but if you have deepened your relationship with god to a level where you have legitimately experienced him making a way working miracles in your life and fulfilling promises in some of the dark moments, Mm. then those are way more than just words that you sing. And instead it turns into this intense, tangible worship where you're thanking God for the miracles that he's worked in your life and for bringing you through the darkness and into the light of his presence. I mean, that's what it means. You are, you are a friend of God you share a bond with him unlike any other. And it's, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's like the things I know about Becca. Yes. I mean, it's like, it's like I was saying earlier, like, would they really matter if I didn't know Becca as a friend? And in the same concept, you know, what good does it do to know about God when that's just a fraction of the entire life-changing experience of knowing the fullness of God. Mm. So if I had a challenge, like it would simply be this. If you love studying God's word and if you listen intently to messages at your local church, then like that is amazing. Like that is exactly what you should be doing. But if you find it a little bit more difficult to engage God through worship um, or during the week uh, while you're not uh, surrounded by uh, a church atmosphere, then I would say set aside some time, like drop everything you're doing and posture yourself to get to know the heart of God. Mm-hmm. And you know what that means for you because you can find all about him in scripture. Yeah. I mean, that's your go-to, but seriously, like, I encourage you reach out to him through worship and pray over some of the things that you're going through right now, because he is your friend and he wants to get to know you on an even deeper level. Be God's friend, not just his Facebook friend. 
be his follower, not just his Instagram follower. <laughs> and if God sends you a snap, yes. don't open it and then not Snapchat him back. You, <laughs> you can't ghost God. <laughs> this has been a posture from Brian Garner. <laughs> Slide into that DM. Yes. And hey, speaking of that, you can slide into our DMs if you go to doxa underscore dialogue on Instagram. This is where we're going to ask the question this week. What ways do you intentionally make friends? We would love to even hear some of those. Good question, um, yeah. Even just, we'll probably share those this week because I think there's people listening to this who are like, hey, you know what? I need to probably make, I need to probably extend the effort here. Mm-hmm. Start with my relationship with God and then I actually need to do the hard work of investing in someone else, mm. investing in a relationship. Yeah. And we would love to just get that feedback from you, share that. And I'm looking forward to seeing the conversations that are started from this podcast. So let us know what you think out there. You can listen to this podcast, of course, on our website and talk to us through that. Um, wherever you listen to your podcast, you can always go to doxaupstate.church and then give us feedback. And of course, Instagram, if you have Instagram. But next week, we will be back. We're going to be talking about something that happens in friendship sometimes, anger. Ooh. And we dun, can't dun, wait. Dun. <laughs> it's going to be good though. Really, really good. And just, man, good, good talk guys. I really enjoyed I going over this topic too. with you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad and to have you as friends and family. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you listeners. You are loved.